I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. We are back for episode 72, 72 of Digital Divination. Jason, happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays. I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Just uh, uh, waiting for the winter break, essentially, at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it occurred to me that um, this will probably be, this episode will probably be the last one before December 25th for those people that do oh, Christmas yeah. things. Because this, we're recording this on on Saturday, but it doesn't mm -hmm. come out till Thursday, and I think two weeks from Thursdays after the twenty fifth. So, um, you know, here's an early uh, happy holidays and things like Indeed. that. Do you have plans? Are you going to do anything? Uh, uh, not too big of plans, actually. Uh, uh, my sister in law is coming up on the twenty fifth. Oh, uh, very nice. Uh, yes, and staying for a couple of days. That's basically mm -hmm. it. We'll probably play some yeah. board games and stuff like that. Yes. What and about you? We are, uh, uh, well, we're not going anywhere special. Like tomorrow, I, we're driving up to Vancouver to help my daughter move. Mm, so okay. she's moving from one apartment to another. And then she'll come down on the 17th. So sometime like next weekend. Uh, usually we have a Christmas Eve thing at my wife's, uh, my sister-in-law's house, which is in Kitsap County. So i going to drive a little bit that and then we'll do christmas day at our house and so our my two kids their significant others and then um kind of our immediate family that's here we have like 10 or 12 people not not a huge get together and um we'll have dinner and um usually we do like a traditional kind of dinner thing my wife said you know what we're gonna just have everybody make homemade pizzas oh um, so we make up some dough and everybody kind of makes up their own thing and then you, know, you slice up a bunch of fixings you put it on and um, one reason why that works is because my youngest daughter is vegan. And so mm. she's particularly, uh, certain things she won't eat that we make, you know, if it's got any animal products and stuff in it. So where we can make up something and she can put together whatever she wants, it, it's always a winner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can, can I make a suggestion? Always. It, amongst your pizza toppings, I think you should uh, maybe make a, um, a, a pesto drizzle. So you can yes. have a nice red and green Christmas pizza. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I she, We usually have pesto because that's one of the things that both her and my, my uh, um, wife like quite a bit. So, yeah, so that's kind of it. I'm, I'm going to watch football over the holidays. Like uh, my, my college team, uh, University of Michigan, made the, uh, the football playoffs. So they're playing mm – -hmm. New Year's Eve, so they're one of the top four teams, and so that'll be really exciting. If they win, it'll be super exciting. But yeah, just getting that far is kind yeah, of yeah. You can always uh, hope, right? Yeah, kind of kind of fun to, to see that. So but other than that, uh, oh, I'm hoping to get, ooh, I'm hoping to get a writing gig in sometime in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm yeah. A little bird told me that I might be getting something assigned here coming up. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, about that's that. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I also want to finish something before December ends so that I can 
have it off my plate and and nice. work on some other stuff. I had a I had another entire project idea the other day. <laughs> oh, no. And so I don't know if I'm going to deep del- deep delve into that or not, but uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. Very cool. Very cool. All right. In our last episode, we discussed talking about either spells or feats. And mm-hmm. um, um, we talked offline. I think we're going to go with spells, which uh, for me, I, I don't do a lot of spell casters. So this is, this is going to be a little challenging for <laughs> me. Uh, and so my, and you know, we, we talked about, and you know, we were saying top five things. These are like our favorite. These are, we're just sure, saying our yeah. favorite things. And so they're not, they're not the best, you know, they might not even be the most useful, but mm-hmm. there are things that we like and we can talk a little bit about. So that's kind of, I think how yeah. we'll, uh, kind of to do these things. So, um, yeah, so we'll do spells this time. And uh, I think I started first last time, so I'm going to let you start off All right. with your okay. favorite ones. Yes. So, uh, uh, like you said, John, I don't play a lot of spellcasters either. I don't really uh, uh, know what's what's the most optimal choices and all that kind of thing. But um, I, I did pick some spells that I just uh, uh, do like in general. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to start real basic here, okay? Because uh, number five is the old reliable magic missile. Yes. Th- yes. This is this is also I, I picked this because you know everyone loves it and everyone uses it and it's it's so ubiquitous that you know you may at least in the Pathfinder version of things you make a a weapon that protects you specifically against I mean a weapon a a, a magic item like a, you know the, the brooch of shielding that protects you specifically against a, a magic missile. But uh, the reason I I wanted to sort of talk about it real briefly is because Starfinder's magic missile you see the real first glimmers of what was going to be what 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 is the uh, all the multiple action spells that end up in Pathfinder second edition because mm, right for right, Starfinder's right. magic missile if you cast it as a full action you get an extra missile and that's cool and it was it was like when we first put it in the core rulebook I was like oh yeah that's pretty awesome people can spellcasters who just who get who get into a good position don't have any other move actions to take have the spell can just kind of empower it get a little extra dedicated damage in there so like I said, basic, reliable, but uh, uh, an interesting kind of like glimmer of uh, of what could you know you know how how Starfinder and Pathfinder Second Edition aren't too different. Like you know, there's clearly a stepping stone from Pathfinder First Edition Starfinder to Second Edition Pathfinder. Cool, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, mine aren't aren't super tight into what's my most favorite, least favorite. Um, sure, but kind of roughly in that order. And I'm going to say for my number five, it's churn liquid. Um, so this is a witch warper, um, uh, cantrip actually Hmm. that allows you to temporarily turn, um, you know, a certain amount of liquid into something else as long, you know, it can't be harmful. It can be Hmm. mildly acidic and things like that. And the reason why I put this on here is in our actual play, um, we have uh, Scott Kine playing uh, um, a skitter banner called Raz, who's a envoy, but has some uh, witch warper spells. And so this is the one he has. And he uses it a lot to convert <laughs> um, whatever liquids out there to hot cocoa. And uh, <laughs> it, it's gotten to be quite a fun thing. So this all kind of started um, in part because when we're in Devastation Arc, we are... At the very beginning, as you're probably aware of this, I don't 
I don't know if you, did you develop devastation art? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you're on this kind of winter world, right? That um, <laughs> yeah, everything's really, right. yeah. So everything's really cold. And, uh, and for some reason the weather's gotten really, really worse and we're getting all this uh, cold weather gear trying to do stuff. And so uh, Scott has his character Raz going around trying to cheer people up by turning liquid into hot cocoa for everybody. <laughs> and uh, so sub- sub- subsequently he's done that a couple of times for some sure, other things. Yeah. Um, now he's also done that in some more useful ways earlier um, when we played it, but that's the thing that, that really stands out for me. Um, you know, I think this and um, there's another one I'll, I'll, I guess I, I could talk about later, which I think was an honorable mention. It's just kind of a general, useful, fun thing for role play. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I picked that one. That's pretty good. It doesn't surprise me too much that Scott Kime is playing at least <laughs> a Skittermender. Uh, uh, did you all uh, try to give that hot cocoa to the holographic caroler, carolers that <laughs> appear um, down in like No, they, they were really scary early on. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we knew not to. Um, I I do enjoy that part of that adventure at the yes, beginning. Yes. It's like winter wonderland. And also then it, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, if you're out there and you haven't, uh, uh, don't have any kind of games to play for, uh, the winter holidays, the begin the first third ish, maybe yeah. quarter ish of, uh, the, the first volume of devastation arc, uh, waking the world seed is a great winter adventure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, with my number four uh, from hot cocoa to something a little more gross. Um, I picked a, gross. a biotic tacklash uh, and to lesser, to lesser extent, quote unquote, lesser biotic tacklash. Those are sort of okay. together. Now, um, I, this is part of uh, uh, this actually is in uh, AP number 20 uh, the uh, and part of the attack of the swarm bunch. And, there's a Pathfinder spell that I really just sort of get got a real kick out of, which is Whip of Spiders. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Why would anyone think to do a, you know, make this? Like, it's a whip and also spiders. Like, like it's such an incongruous thing that I also really wanted it in Starfinder. <laughs> mm-hmm. So while we're putting together some of the back matter for number 20, I wanted to make sure that there was a version of that uh, in... Um, because it's also bug related and attack of the swarm is happening. And this is, I think, I think a, um, a high article. Um, so, or, or possibly a Sheeran article. Uh, I, those two got a little conflated in my mind, but, uh, it's basically that it's, it's, it's a spell, uh, that, uh, creates organic in, uh, insectile nanites into a mm. tacklash, which is basically our Starfinder whip. Uh, and you can, Use it as a weapon, uh, better, you, you, a little more, you're proficient in it because it's, you know, you're spell casting it. Uh, and, uh, but then when you, uh, hit somebody with it too, you can always dismiss the spell and it causes the, the nanites, i.e. the spiders to, uh, uh, fall all over the target and basically cause them to be possibly be nauseated for a round like a swarm does when you, when it, uh, when you fail save against it. I don't know. It's just sort of like a, a, an intro, uh, uh, a way to, a, a way to show how the, Sometimes these first edition spells get ported over kind of like as is, but sometimes you want to mm-hmm. give it a real Starfinder flair. And uh, and it doesn't sound like Whip of Spiders. It sounds kind of like, yeah, it's something, right? It's a tack. Well, we don't yeah. tacklash. And what's biotic yeah, yeah. mean? Biotic can kind of mean anything. But uh, hey, it's actually just organic nanites. You know, kind of along those lines, uh, one of the things that I find really interesting are all the living weapons. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. You know, kind of related to that. So like, um, the the um, storm collars, right? The mm. um, storm collar ribbon. Basically, it's a oh yeah, it's a living line weapon, you know. And you mm. can 
move the line all over the place. I always thought that was really cool. But the fact that it's living, I thought there's just really kind of creepy, you know, when this kind of thing just grows around your arm and you kind of use it and they can actually take hit point damage and uh, stuff like that, you know? So I, I always thought that was kind of cool. All right. The so my biotic, number four. Oh yeah, go ahead. As I say, the biotic tacklash has the living property, right? right? When you when you right. cast it, you got it. So it's right. yeah, exactly. That. Right. That's that. Sorry. That's right. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four. I'm going to go with hurl force disc. Oh yeah. Um, and this is, you know, I think it's, I think it's mystic. I don't know who else can use a hurl force disc. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I used it on my mystic in, in primarily. When when I was running my Mystic, uh, and I've had I have a couple of them that I play through Society Play. Um, one of the things that I would rely a lot on is um, Mind Thrust, kind of as a damage mm-hmm. dealer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the issues with with that are if something's mindless, you know, like a construct or something, it doesn't doesn't do you any good on that. Yeah, and it's also kind of a single single target kind of thing. Yeah, um, I like Hurl Force Disc because of a couple of things. One is that it's force, so it's a force effect. So if there's mm-hmm. something that is in the uh, corporeal, it's something that you can damage that. Um, so I like a lot of force-based things. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, as we continue with the podcast down the road. I also like the fact that you can p- uh, ping it off multiple things. Yeah, so you can, it, you know, it does more damage. So 3d6 to the first one, then you can go 2d6, and then eventually gets down to, to 1d6. So you could hit multiple targets with it, uh, do force damage. And so I always thought, uh, at least for the Mystic, I'm sure um, it probably is applicable to other classes as well. I don't know if everybody can use it. Um, but, you know, for what Force Disc is a, I think it's a level two spell, right? Yeah, level two. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I think it's kind of useful uh, for that. So that Definitely. that's my number four. That spell... I'm fairly certain was inspired by Tron. Yes. It, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Got to have something that you throw mm-hmm. a disc at somebody, right? It's mm-hmm. the, if, if you ever thrown a disc in a sci-fi game, it's, it's a, 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 an homage to, to Tron. Yes. Um, for my number three, uh, I went a little cuckoo and picked wonder warp because it's space it's another it's a, one of those big spells with a big table that can do kind of anything and possibly hurt you but why not cast it <laughs> just mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. what happens it has you know it does have the d100 table and it is goes from you know it's just got everything going on you like regaining stamina or hit points or just uh, uh, causing a uh, uh, someone to be vulnerable to an energy type a random energy type or summon an aeon and Maybe it fights alongside you, or maybe it's hostile to you, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. just guys, crazy. This one's in Galaxy Exploration Manual, I think, uh, uh, talking a little bit about sort of high magic areas, right? And this would be something that sort of would be great for simulating a, a, a sort of wild magic surge uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in the galaxy as well. Um, and um, it's most likely sort of, uh, I believe, sort of uh, based a little bit on sort of like protein stuff, which who who can... Uh, you know, uh, those those outsiders from the Maelstrom who just sort of are pure chaos. And that's what the spell is. It is pure chaos. Uh, it is not even only just sort of like you cast it and something weird happens once. It's you cast it and it goes every round. It does something weird. 
Oh, I, how, I, yeah. I didn't know it's it lasted one, multiple rounds. It's a one round per level spell, and it's a fourth oh, level spell. So you're, wow. you've got it for at least, you've got it for the rest of the fight once you've cast it, basically. Right, right, at right. This right. Point. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to have, and that's a uh, Witch Warper, I'm guessing? or uh, It's got Witch Warper. It's a Mystic and Technomancer, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so for a, a couple of mine, actually, maybe the rest of them, uh, these are going to be, Spells I'm more familiar with because mm. I was asked to write a bunch of spells for galactic magic. And mm. um, this was this was something because I, I didn't do a lot of magic users. I actually sought out uh, to do some spell, some spell stuff. And originally mm. I was tasked to do all the barrier spells in galactic oh, magic yeah. and then also uh, some utility spells in galactic magic. And afterwards... They asked me again, uh, somebody else couldn't complete uh, a bunch. Yeah. They asked me to write some spells for uh, that were vast related, inspired by the vast is mm-hmm. what they call them. And so my number three is one of the utility spells that I created. And when I was putting together spells, I tried to find what are common things that players want to do or might want to do. And if they don't have a a technical skill to do that. How can they do it with magic? That kind of yeah. thing. So that's kind of what I was looking for for utility spells. So my number three is remote pilot. And so this is a, mm-hmm. a level three a mystic precog and technomancer spell that allows you to transfer a sliver of your consciousness into a vehicle, enabling you to take actions to pilot it remotely. Um, what's really cool is that you can pilot as if you're in there mm-hmm. and it's, um, What's the range? I thought it was long range. Oh, it's touch. So you have to touch the vehicle and then it can go off. And then it goes um, off, yeah. But you use mysticism to pilot instead of the piloting check. So mm-hmm. this is something that could allow a, uh, you know, technomancer or precog or, um, you know, in particular a mystic to drive something that normally they couldn't do and to be able to do it remotely. Um, so I thought this was uh, this was kind of a fun thing. It's something... I would like to be able to do remote control. And there's there's actually a um, Technomancer spell called Remote Operation, which isn't quite the same. It allows you to control something at, at right. distance, kind of similar to like a remote hack, but it's just kind of turning it right. off and on and stuff. And so this is a, a bit higher level and allows you to basically drive whatever vehicle with that. Um, and uh, so anyway, that, that's my kind of number three. Yeah, I mean that 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 is definitely pretty uh, useful. I mean, even if you're not, uh, you could stay on the ship or the vehicle, or whatever, too, and just sort of like you see, sort of like you right. touch it, and then you sure you sit back in the chair, and you're you know got your mystic fingers going, uh, wiggling them all around to control the ship. Um, I, I I I'm realizing I picked kind of a, a, a fire, you know, a, a wide array of spell levels here. It looks like actually, I pretty I might have gone through all of them with magic missile being low, <laughs> but uh, the rest of these are pretty high. Uh, because uh, for my f- number four, um, I chose uh, subjective reality. Um, uh, it's from the core rule book. It was a, a high level. Ne- I remember ha- y- uh, we needed a high level mystic spell to sort of uh, uh, balance all the high level technomancer spells that we had in the core rule book. Uh, and this one kind of like came to me and I thought it was, oh, it was pretty cool. Uh, but uh, to do something, you know, that is more mystical, right? And then later we we uh, we add the Witch Warper to it as well. Uh, but basically it's ba- it's a spell that you cast, you kind of cast it on yourself, but when you cast it on yourself, you pick something, a creature, an object uh, that you can see, then 
the spell convinces your brain that you think it is an illusion. So it basically can't affect you. Uh, uh, and you can't kind of affect it, but basically it's just sort of like, oh no, I don't, that's a giant dragon. I don't believe it exists. Um, and just sort of really convince your own brain uh, that it can't hurt you. And, 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 and that sort of affects, you know, as magic does. Um, I just huh. like stuff that, you know, has to deal with like belief and thought and, and, and yeah, yeah. really, really controlling your own mind. I hope that one was pretty, I thought it'd be pretty neat. I don't know if people use it. It's a pretty high level spell. So I don't, you know, I don't get into it, but yeah. All right. Uh, so this is number two, right? Yeah, that was number two. I may have said number four because I think I got it backwards. But yeah, my, yeah. yeah. I think it's number two. This is number All right. Two. So my number two, and again, uh, I'm going to go back to galactic magic and some of the spells I, I put together. And this one, uh, this one actually came a little bit later uh, in the second batch, the second contract they had me do, where they wanted me to do something that was um, vast inspired. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing this, I was really looking for a way to make something that would be more useful in particular for my, for my mystics in terms of damage dealing. I mentioned before that, you know, I, I use mind thrust quite a bit and unfortunately some things were mindless and I actually like force as well. So I actually created a spell called soul surge, which um, works for mystics in witch warpers levels one through six. And uh, so the basic description of this is um, soul surge was innovated by uh, Hanukkah mystics uh, con commitment with the attunement of their soul stone. So if you know that yeah, their yeah. soul stone becomes very important to them and kind of the piece of it. Anyway, so one of the things they can do with this is use this giving up a tiny bit of their soul. So they lose hit points equal mm-hmm. to the number of damage dice that they roll in their soul surge. So it's kind of a uh, cool. sacrifice yeah. to do this thing. You attempt a ranged uh, attack against a target's EAC, adding your key ability score modifier to the attack instead of dexterity. So a mystic gets to add your wisdom, which is a way better role for most, most sure, mystics, yeah. right? Uh, does piercing damage with the force descriptor. So again, I got the, the force descriptor on it. But the biggest thing about this is kind of the amount of damage that it does. So mm. cast is a first level spell, it's 3d8. Second level spell, it's 6d8. Third level spell, 10d8. 14th is 14d8, uh, fourth level's 14d8, fifth level's 21d8, and the sixth level spell does 28d8 damage mm-hmm. to hit. So, lie. yeah, so for me, I wanted to make what I thought would be a big gun for Mystic or, or Witch Warper so that they had something that would work against most different types of targets, including incorporeal kind of targets. And so I use this connection here that the Hanukkah had to their soul um, in order to justify putting that together. So that was my number two. And I'm, I was, I was worried that they were going to yeah. scale down the damage quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it, it's it ended up being pretty high. So I'm, pretty I'm, good. I'm, yeah. And I haven't seen this in the wild very much. I haven't seen a lot of players using this. So yeah. I don't know if they're familiar with it or not, or they don't like this having to make a, a ranged attack, but you know, if you're using your key ability modifier instead, that should be not not as hard to do as like other things yeah. that hit, you know make an attack versus a normal ranged attack versus EAC. Well, that's interesting because it makes my number one spell look a little worse. <laughs> oh, uh, because uh, I uh, went mainly from the name alone. 
I went with <laughs> Crush Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fifth level spell. Uh, it doesn't require you to take any hit point uh, damage to cast it, but it does 18d8 damage, which is wow. yeah, yeah, a little yeah. less than the 21d8 that you've got. But you <laughs> get, I think yes. the, the balancing act there is that you, you take some hit point damage yourself, right? Uh, but this one does also require an attack roll against EAC. Same thing as use your spell uh, key ability score modifier. But also the target gets a fortitude save. So you have to mm-hmm. hit them. Uh, now that I'm talking about it, maybe I don't like the spell as much as I as I thought I did. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, they hit it, and then if they even if they if they make the saving throw, they take four d8 damage instead of half of eighteen d8, which is obviously way less. So you've got to hit, and you're always gonna if you hit, you're gonna do some damage, uh, right? Uh, uh, I think there's that's in there. Um, it's probably in there because uh, uh, there might be a way for you to say uh i don't think there's too many ways uh but may, if you succeed at a fortitude save you take no damage kind of stuff if it would have been half right like the, right. the evasion version but this is if you succeed you still take 48 damage no matter what other feats or powers you might have um uh, uh, uh and then basically you know it only works against things that have heads <laughs> uh, right. because of the name itself. Skulls but, you know, to it's, crush. Yeah. It's Got to have skulls to crush. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, yeah. uh, 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 fun to have this sort of like kind of power, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a little bit of it's a Jedi uh, kind of thing. A yeah. Jedi thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. We yeah. had uh, some of those other ones in there, like psychokinetic strangulation and stuff like this. But right, that is, right. this is the more like squeeze your head, more like scanners in a lot of ways. And uh, right. boom, head gets crushed. Um, so I made that my number one. Uh, although I can think of some other ones now that I could probably find after hearing. Oh yeah, you know that's uh, your, the thing with spells. Two. There's so many. There's so yeah, many out so there. Many. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's why I kind of, uh, you know, well, and we'll talk a little bit about um, um, kind of honorable mentions and, and and stuff as well. So, all right. So my number one is another spell I worked on, and so when they uh, when I was asked by John Compton, if I could do some additional spells, I said, that's great. I have one I'd hope to put in the first time, but I forgot to do, I didn't have enough room, whatever. Um, so when I was talking with my, my groups, you know, we're kind of kicking things around and somebody mentioned, um, oh yeah, all you see here's a wall of text and you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. And I said, oh man, I should have put wall of text. <laughs> under barrier spells good oh my yeah. god yeah so that. yeah so so that's what i submitted i submitted oh. a um i don't i didn't call it wall of text but something like wall of sigils or something and oh, so, yeah. it, so it could be something in a horizontal plane that you know or vertical plane so the idea being that it would be something you you know we kind of looked at read on a piece of paper in front of you mm-hmm. or on a screen or something and it would cause confusion when you went through it right too long, sure. didn't read, can't finish. So that's what I put together. And that so that's my number one, but it didn't make it in. Yeah. What made it in instead, which I think so I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of took its place, I'll say, is um glowing wall, which mm-hmm. is another cantrip for mystics, precog, technomancer, oh. and witch warpers. Um, a barrier of light colored as you choose springs into existence. You can form the wall into a vertical or horizontal plane. Uh, but each 10-foot square must join another light. Uh, within it, you can decrease it, increase it. You can change it at will. You can only have one at a time. Um, so the thing about this is this is like 
you can make a disco floor out of this <laughs> and change it, the That's lights, great. it will. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. when I saw what ended up replacing, I thought, I should have thought of this one too. This is great. <laughs> so um, great. anyway, so I, again, I think this is just kind of a fun RP kind of thing to set up. Uh, to do. And uh, that's kind of why I liked it. And, you know, it really got me thinking about, you know, when I submit stuff, I always look to see what's changed. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm happy when things aren't changed. And then I'm kind of understanding when when things are. Um, I'm still going to try, if I do any more spells, I'm still going to try to get a wall of text in there. That's that's my, my goal in life. Um, though it might have to be in something else that, well, John Compton's not... Um, he switched. No he switched over to yeah. something else. So, yeah, maybe I'll get it through next time. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Well, let me tell you, if I had known Wall of Text was a thing that existed, uh, I might have borrowed it. If it had been like, sometimes, uh, you know, Paizo has a, a, a place to put, could have cut material uh, yeah. to reuse later. Um, and sometimes people, you know, d developers just forget to do that. Um, uh, maybe there was just eh, too many walls. We don't need it. But I think I would have loved to have taken that and maybe turned it into like wall of terms and conditions. Um, oh yeah. 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 Uh, or wall of legalese or something like that. Yes. That would have been good for um, uh, maybe actually to put into drift hackers because there was, yeah. a, so I was trying to get some extra fun sort of like spells that are not that, that kind of reflect that sort of, uh, uh, computer nature of things. We got a couple in there that uh, right. I think in the last volume that are going to be fun, but there were a couple that uh, there uh, uh, just as a little, maybe a little preview. There's a spell called render, mm -hmm. uh, which oh, is a fun okay. sort of like, yeah, uh, 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 basically like an illusion -y kind of spell. Right, uh, but right. um, uh, 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 it would have been fun to have something like wall of terms and conditions or wall of legalese to be like, wow, mm -hmm. look at this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't read it. Uh, or wall of, uh, 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 what's it called when you have to prove you're not a robot? Um, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. We probably couldn't use the word captcha, but you know, you get, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm still thinking. You know, now that you mentioned that, I, there's got to be a way for me to work this into something I'm writing. So I, I might, sure, yeah, I just save that in my if, back pocket. So if, uh, yeah, if people if people see this in the future, that that's where it came from. Now they know. Indeed, so you know it's from John. <laughs> All right. Well, this is fun. And I think just kind of making five things that we like for a variety of reasons now uh, is a good way to do this. Do you have any honorable mentions, though? Honorable yeah, mentions. I have a, a, a couple of things. I like the name of the spell, Directed Denial of Strength. Yes. It's a little oh, wordy, that's a great but, spell. Yeah. But that's just a fun name for a spell. I yeah. think that's in Pack Worlds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I probably just as. as basically like rave and fieldman or something like that right but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's a good one um i also just sort of like i like digital doorway i think it's called mm -hmm. which is um, yeah, the I just one that lets you sort of turn yourself into a computer program and zip along yeah. the you know fiber optic mm -hmm. lines and stuff like that that's that's that that kind of stuff is fun what about you well i you know one spell that i think is really underrated and is used a lot and useful in a lot of areas especially in a in a space-based game is life bubble. Hmm, yeah. You know, so kind of protection from vacuum and, you know, other airborne things and stuff like that. And when when we're going places and somebody says, you know, the mystic or you know, techomancer just said, I'm going to life ball everybody, I think, this is great. You know, it lasts a day yeah. per level and, you know, yeah, protects yeah. against all kinds of stuff. So um, so that's one, you know, I'm thinking that's, I you know, Handy. kind of useful. You know, you mentioned magic missile as well. And, you know, I, I think that that's just kind of a gimme. Now, it uh, 
in society play, we don't have uh, kind of scaling spells and stuff. Right, right. It doesn't scale with yeah. with with level, but it does yeah. early on when you're like, ah, I'm just I'm standing here, throw an extra missile in there. Mm-hmm. It works. But I think way. I think if you if you could scale up things like you you know in, in uh, Pathfinder where you can you have scaling cantrips mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. It's like wow, you know that would be that would be great. Now, there is a boon, a charity boon that allows you to scale cantrips in Starfinder it did, society. Didn't Galactic Magic introduce scaling cantrips? Yes, but in society play, that's not right. legal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so so you need to have so a boon to yeah, but but so but to use the boon for, to use that stuff from Galactic yeah. Magic, right? So it's at this um, it, it, so at the Emerald uh, Emerald Con that we had uh, a couple of weekends oh, yeah. ago that you helped contribute to, we raised about sixty eight hundred dollars in large Great. part due to you and your donations for uh, charity auction items. Well, so I had a lot like, of extra books. <laughs> yeah, that were no, just that, kinda, that, uh, sitting that around. Great. And then getting them signed and stuff. And yeah, that that because we had matching and it helped a lot. But this boon, we, there was this boon. I was bidding on it for a while, but when it got up to one hundred and eighty dollars, I decided that I would let whoever was bidding on it have it. Um, Fair enough, you know. But it would basically allow you to have one character with scaling cantrips and stuff. And I thought, mm. oh, that'd be kind of fun, but not that much fun. So, <laughs> even <laughs> though it's for a good cause, yeah, yeah not a two hundred dollars uh, worth of fun. Yeah. So um, for uh, next time, I, I was actually thinking about stuff that we could do. Um, we mentioned spells or feats. I'm, I'm actually thinking changing gears a little bit. And, sure. Um, and it was just because the sheer number of spells out there that we had and how many you could use. Um, I was thinking actually magic items because of the scarcity around it. You know, you only can have like two yeah. worn magic items at any given time, which I think makes it even kind of more important, um, you know, to kind of know what you're wearing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, I've worn a lot more magic items than I've had spell casters. So I thought so. How does that sound? Kind of our favorite, our favorite mag- worn magic items. Let's let's uh, uh, holiday it up a little bit. Let's theme it up a little bit and just say it's top Ooh. five magic items that you would like to give to your characters as presents. Oh yeah, that we would like to gift. So our favorite, yeah, our favorite things to gift to our characters. Yeah. Well, that's usually where they yeah. come from because they're the ones that exactly. my characters to have. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll have a lot more personal experience, except for one of them, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll give a precursor Ooh. that this is one of my five. It's an item I created that's Ooh, been published because I've mm-hmm. also created a whole bunch of stuff that hasn't been published. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I won't say that. Um, but this is something I created for one of my players mm. that I oh, thought put- he mm. would love this. For his character, um, so and I'll I'll describe that. But that's time. a gift. That's a gift to somebody else, someone else's yes. character. Then, yes. so it, it fits in the theme. It's these are these yes. are top ten, top sorry, top five gifts, magic gifts that we want to give. All right, that you want to give. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, I if I don't see you, and I might, if I don't see you before the holiday, have a great holiday right. and, and New Year. You too. Well, I mean, uh, well, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll Susan talk before we'll New Year for sure. Yeah, know, yeah, we'll talk about that. But maybe sure. not. Yeah, maybe but, not the twenty fifth though. So you never know. Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, and also to all of our uh, listeners and viewers out yes. there, have a good holidays because the next time you see us, it'll be right between Christmas and New Year's. I think. Right. 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 If we right. Put yeah. That, if everybody, we week, yeah. Be safe. Do lots of gaming. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Hope you hope you get all the games you want. All right. Well, I'm John. 
at I'm Jason, and this has been Digital Divination. <laughs>